Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com sausage hello hello gorgeous girly here's looking lovely i just been to the salon wait did i tell you how different it is going to the hairdresser in america versus the uk no what is it more more it's crazy <laughs> so like when i <laughs> so when i went to when i go to my hairdresser my amazing hako hair salon in shoreditch shout out to them but they are incredible it's this japanese hair salon and they're the first place that's ever made my wispy thin hair look voluminous and it's it's the reason my hair can be as long as it is now because they cut it in this insane way where they add all these layers which adds volume and texture without making your hair look thin they're fucking geniuses but i used to travel there for like an hour on the truck tube just to get there and then she would literally cut my hair within 30 minutes and then sh- ship me out the door send you on your way yeah so I booked a hair cut in LA on, on, when I was on a deadline of course because I'll do anything to not work and I genuinely thought it was going to be I was going to be out for like an hour got there paid for parking for an hour and sat in that chair for like two and a half hours the woman gave me the longest consultation asked me about anything I because they it's like they want the tips but also they're just so much better at customer service in America mm-hmm. um so she like sat me down talked me through all this stuff cut my hair so slowly and part of me is like this feels really nice because it feels special and luxurious and the other part of me was like I need to get the fuck out of here get me back to the Hurry Japanese hair yeah. salon I can't decide I think I maybe prefer the the in and out situation yeah. I mean it felt nice because she was obviously like taking her time and she really blow dried my hair really nicely and I think if you were going for a special occasion or you wanted to feel gorgeous yeah it's it's nice I love the only thing I want them to take time doing is massaging my head when they shampoo my hair I know and I was just thinking today that if I was 
a billionaire. If I was a billionaire, the, the two things that I would really invest in that would be like so luxurious would be I would get my hair done at a salon pretty much every day, like just washed and blow dried for me. But you would get them to come to your house, obviously. Well, I was thinking that like Anna Wintour apparently does, but I don't, I don't like having to go into my own shower. I've done that before to wash it out. But I guess if you're a billionaire and you wanted this. I have a basin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you wanted this special thing to happen every day. You would have your own hair salon. I'm a billionaire and I'm going to keep living in this little apartment where I don't have to go wash my hair in this horrible shower. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if I want a basin at home. I feel like I wouldn't mind going to the salon every day. Yeah, because you'd also have a driver. And the second one is a driver. I would have... I would have a gym with a Pilates machine and an instructor that comes to my house. And an Katie. instructor that lives Katie. there. <laughs> Katie, Katie lives who there. lives in a cage in my gym. <laughs> and I let her out to do one-on-one Pilates with me. Uh, and yeah. then I would want a chef. A chef. Yeah, a chef would be great. I think I would want a sauna as well. I'm in a bit of a sauna state of mind at the moment. Are you using the saunas at Soho House? I've only done it like maybe two or three times, but spiritually I feel like I'm doing it every day. (laughs) This is the funniest thing. The funniest thing about this is that I got a Soho House membership because I lived close to the gym and and no shit, the White City Soho House gym is the best gym I've ever been to. Yeah. And it's and what it, I think what's what's really funny is Soho House feels really naff and embarrassing to be a member of because it's like obviously this exclusive club and dunno, it just feels a bit wanky. But then since I've been in America, I've been like exploring all these other options because the only gym they have here, which is so fucked up, and I want to complain to management is the down the new downtown soho house which is really nice it's like three levels nice gym nowhere near as nice as white city even though they have such a huge warehouse space and then a pool rooftop pool really lovely whatever they have not no gyms in any of the other spaces downtown's quite a drive away have been exploring all these other options whether to get an equinox membership even though they're naughty trump supporters I did a little trial and was like, I can forget mm. about that. No, went to Highmat, which is this new like members only crazy gym. Yes, I've heard of Highmat. Which has a really insane gym, which beats Soho House, but a really bad vibe. And just, just you wouldn't want to hang out there. The whole thing is like, it's a members space where you would hang out too. And I've just come around and decided that Soho House is really the best value for money here but the funny thing about it is I use it I use I have to go to the gym like two times a week or I feel robbed and and my good friend Grace O'Neill <laughs> loves to never use those free facilities not free those facilities she's paying for never like the cost per use will be extortionate mm-hmm. and I just forget it exists for so long and I'm, I'm not building a routine. And then I went yesterday and I was so excited because I went and did my like little uh, chuggy TikTok 3.30, 12, mm-hmm. whatever 12, it's 3, called. 12, 3.30. 12, 3.30. And then was like, I'm going to go have a little sauna and have a swim. And then I remembered I'd fake tanned that morning. So I just had to go home. <laughs> Aw, 
I know it was a bit jarred and sad, but I will go back. I hate a sauna. I used to hate the sauna and I've, I've come around to it, but I, I feel more empowered to say I'm ready to leave now because <laughs> mm-hmm. before I would, I would just wait and then I'd feel sick and then I'd feel sick for the rest of the day because I felt like a pussy because I always wanted to be the first to leave. And I'm like, <laughs> I just have a sensitive constitution <laughs> and sometimes yes. I just need to pop out. And I think that's every time okay. I go into the steam room, I always go, oh my God. I'm going to faint. It's so hot. And then my boyfriend's <laughs> like, you can't say that out loud in here. Like it stresses people out. Everyone's trying to relax. And you're like standing in there going, this is too hot. I'm going to faint. I'm going to die. I find the steam steam rooms kind of gross. You so know I love the steam room yeah. because it feels like it's clearing out my pores and clearing out my skin. Mm. It feels like it's actually doing something. Saunas, I'm just like, I'm sitting in a hot room, fucking bored. All these tech bros around me talking about their apps. Yeah, that's true. I like being cooked from the inside out. But I think you have to you have to be at the sauna with a friend is the only thing. Because you can't have a phone. It feels weird to have a phone. Mm. You can take a book in, but you don't want to take a nice book in. Yeah. I th- I, when people are reading in there, I'm kind of like, uh. <laughs> I've done that. I don't know why. I just think I am not in a state of mind to concentrate maybe. But then it also feels a bit weird when you're talking in there. Yeah, you got to whisper. You got to whisper. Saunas are like baths, as we've said many times. Better in theory, complicated in practice. I told you that I went to Wee Spa, right? No. Can you tell me that this whole episode is just going to be you telling me (laughs) special things, special stories? So Wee Spa is for anyone who doesn't know, it's in Koreatown. So East LA is just fucking cool. Um, there's like little Tokyo, there's Thai town, there's Chinatown, there's Koreatown. And in Koreatown is Wee Spa, which is this huge, like four story spa. It's massive. It's such a big operation. You come in and there's like seven different people parking all the valets and you have no idea where your car goes. And then you go in and they have a women's level and then a man's level and then a co-ed level on the top. And in the in the single sex areas, it's uh, you have to be naked. And then on the co-ed floor, the only thing you're allowed to wear is this little uniform they provide you, which is these little shorts and a T-shirt. It feels like you're in prison, but in a nice way. Um, or it feels <laughs> the like the start of prison experience. It feels like the start of, yeah. It's just, it's so funny. So you go in um, and on the women's only floor, there's like, basically little areas where you can wash yourself with hoses and stuff and then there's spas uh, sorry yeah spa baths and so you all get in and you lounge about and it feels really nice and special and I went there with my boyfriend so he had to go to the men's one he was like so sad about it because he was like I don't want to see all these like willies and he was like I want to come to the girls one he's like I know it will feel so nice and special and the men's one will feel like depraved and then um yeah, I came, we met up on the co-ed one and there's saunas. You can go in and lie down and there's this relaxing area with all these bean bags where people are just lying around sleeping. And then there's a little canteen where you can eat amazing Korean food. It's so nice. That's incredible. Do you feel intimidated when you go in for the first time? Like you don't know where to go or what to do, or is it a very welcoming? You can go whatever, choose your own adventure. Is it any, it any feels, it more felt, I more felt I more felt embarrassed of myself that I felt embarrassed to go to be naked. 
or I felt mm-hmm. funny being naked. And I was just like, what is wrong with you? Um, but it feels kind of confronting, even though it's women only. But then everyone else is so relaxed and chill about it that you kind of just, you kind of ease into it. But I guess I was by myself. But then at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I'd want to be with like you. A friend. <laughs> no, I don't want to be naked with you. I was just thinking that. I don't want to be naked with anyone. I, I'm like quite prudish about that. Like at the Soho House gym, more than any other gym I've been to, the the gals are like very liberal. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're striding about a lot and I really admire it. Yeah. Everyone's butt naked in there. Yeah, I don't know how to feel more comfortable. Maybe this is something we need to work through at the spa. <laughs> We'll go, we'll go to the spa naked together as our therapy session. I've seen you naked. I'm sure you've seen me naked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm having bad memories of when you saw me naked. <laughs> <laughs> I had to wash Grace down in a shower when she was drunk. And I was like, uh, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Story for another time. Okay, we must we must move on. So Megan the Stallion, uh, I'm not sure if everyone's across this. I feel like most people are, but she was basically in court at the end of last year with Tory Lanes, who she accused of shooting her in the foot in 2020 in this incident um, when they were like in a car driving home from a party. I didn't realize it was Kylie Jenner's party. Same. Chris did such a great job of keeping that out of the <laughs> Yeah. In my head, I've had such a vivid image of this for ages where I thought it was like in the Hollywood Hills, they were driving, she got out of the car because they were fighting and then Tory Lanez shot her in the foot. And Megan at the time when the police came, she um, told them that she like lied to them about being shot because obviously – it's the fucking police and it's a car full of black people. Yeah, it was a car, like, car full of black people, police, and it was ju- June or July 2020 and it was just like the absolute heat of that moment after George Floyd's murder and discussions about like police brutality. And and know. also, like all that aside, even though that is obviously such a valid reason to not say yeah. what happened, all that aside, it's like if you're someone who is your friend up until that point, you get in a huge fight and then they shoot you. If you shot me in the foot, I wouldn't want to tell the police straight away because I would just I wouldn't want to get you in trouble. Yeah, because you. you're you're still processing. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. And then anyway, three days later, Megan came out, said what had happened, and then from then on, it was just this really really horrible kind of culture of like everyone thinking she was lying, people wondering why she didn't say it in the first place. Tory Lane's coming out saying she's saying she was lying. Drake at one point released these fucking feral lyrics saying she's lying. And it was just really terrible. And then so she initially wasn't going to take it to court. And then she thought, fuck this, and took it to court. And the entire court case, she was like put on the stand, put through it. Like, again, people basically disbelieving her, people having his back. And she said, she said at the time, she was just like, she was just like, this is the most fucked thing in the world because mm. I'm, I was shot and now this guy who no one knew, like Tory Lanez's name, I'd never heard of before any of this, this like random Canadian rapper is like just associated with one of the biggest rappers in the world and suddenly is getting famous off this. He was releasing songs about it mm. and denying it. it and the, the whole response was just so fucked and so misogynistic and just terrible. And then, yeah, eventually... 
he was found guilty, obviously, and she was vindicated. And she she just hasn't publicly spoken about it at all until now. Yeah, I think that there are so many like interesting parallels with that case and the Amber Heard Johnny Depp case because I think with Amber Heard and Johnny Depp you felt like well, this is just such a powerful man and everyone's going to side with like a powerful, famous man who everyone loves. And then you look at Megan the Stallion and this fucking guy and he's not famous and no one loves him and he's like not influential and there's no emotional attachment and they're still believing him over her. It's so mm. crazy. So it's like you don't even have to be a powerful, charismatic man to be believed over women. You just have to be a man. And she's one of the most powerful women in the world. Like it's 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 disgusting. Yeah. So in this L piece, she says that it never crossed her mind that people wouldn't believe her um, and that she fell into this deep depression, didn't feel like making music and was just in this incredibly low place. And it's just so shit. But I love the way she called, like when Drake released those lyrics about her, what did he even say? He said something like that B word lie about being shot, but she's still a stallion. I feel like Drake, Drake, He's like the J.K. Rowling of <laughs> rappers. Yeah. Like he he virtue signals so hard that he's a feminist and a soft boy and like the nice for what video. Do you remember it was all like Tracy Ellis Ross and Olivia Wilde and it was just meant to be showing that he's this like wonderful man that loves women. And him putting that lyric in his song was kind of the first time I'd seen in headlines that people were doubting her and questioning her and like him doing that just legitimized so hard these like little fuckboy uh guys who on twitter started going after her like he just sent out the bat signal basically to say it's okay to question her publicly and it's just like so fucked that he did that and basically got away with it mm. it's like just so damaging and crazy for for any women who are accusing someone of violence and it's crazy that that's still happening today when it was that was so obvious as well. You know, like she she literally had a bullet in her foot and people aren't believing her. It's like, what about women who say, yeah, mm-hmm. that they were beaten up at home or anything like that? So, she, yeah, she she said this is the first and only time she's going to speak about it um, other than in the court case. And, yeah, she just said that time and time women are bullied with backlash for speaking out against their attackers and are accused of lying or attempting to make money from their trauma. From first-hand experience, I know why a lot of women don't come forward. Any support and empathy I received was drowned out by overwhelming doubt and criticism from so many others. And she said she's been in this really dark place and had depression and anxiety and is just trying to come out the other side and is in this ongoing process of healing. So love her so much. She's the Mm -hmm. fucking best for taking that guy to court. I hope that's the last we hear of Tory Lanes. Also, people in the court were trying, were like pushing this narrative of whether they were sleeping together as if that has anything to do with anything. Just trying to make it this. Trying to oh. say she was fighting with her best friend that was in the car because he'd slept with both of them. And that was like the defense. I was like, that has nothing to do with the case, firstly. And secondly, that friend, I can't even believe it went to trial. That friend who they were talking about fighting, her fighting with literally sent a text 10 minutes afterwards saying Tony shot Meg it's fucked or something like it's just like the fact that he was trying to deny it is just so insane um there's like so much going on with that I think it's like obviously you know misogynoir like the the intersection of of misogyny and like racism 
I think there's that strong black woman stereotype that we very often, like we very rarely see in depictions in pop culture, uh, black women getting to be uh, soft and vulnerable. You know, there's always this idea that, that they're superhumanly strong. And I think that connects to the stuff we've talked about with like Serena Williams and, and mortality rates in black women in hospital where their pain isn't believed. And there's just so many cross you know intersecting things going on here and then I think like the respectability politics thing of how she talks and expresses her pain is like different to what I don't know we traditionally associate with this kind of thing so because you know when Drake pisses her off she tweets like suck my pussy Drake (laughs) which is the best thing ever you know what I mean it's like that's when the shit gets it happens with Cardi B as well like people just don't people just don't take rappers as seriously in general and then you add the like the gender question on top of it and it's just a recipe for fucked Mm. cultural mess yeah it's such a it's yeah it's just such a good example of all of those horrible things intersecting and a good reminder to have women's backs especially black women and megan the stallion is fucking fire and i can't believe she continued to release such insane bangers during that time i saw her live during that time that's why it felt really Mm. like poignant seeing her live we were talking about Mm. it as she was on stage and i was just like i can't believe what she's going through and how fucking and she's young man like she's like 27 or something now this stuff happened when she was very much in her early to mid 20s her fucking like mum died unexpectedly like she's gone through so much shit so I'm glad that it seems at least finally people are kind of recognizing it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Should we move on to Coachella yes. bits and pieces? All things Coachella. So how how was it? Give me the overall. The overall, then we'll go into the specific. It was so fun and so kind of the opposite of what you'd have in your head about Coachella, if that makes any sense at all. So basically... I think it was just the way we did it and it's being old, I think, two things. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
in at Coachella I don't know if this is a thing at other festivals but you can literally drive your car into the festival park it and then just walk in and then just drive home afterwards and on the last night it took us five minutes to walk from watching Frank Ocean at the front of the stage to our car and get in our car and then it was like 10 minutes and then it was like 10 minutes in traffic to get out and then we were just done and so if you're not drinking which obviously I know that like most people would be or whatever. You, it's so easy to get in and out of the festival. Everything is just so slick that it's like you don't even wait for drinks for long at all. There's great food vendors. The stages. Coachella itself is really small compared to like Glastonbury, Primavera, any of those other biggest mm. bigger festivals I've been to. So you can walk from one main stage to another main stage in like seven minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and... It just all felt really chill, really easy. It wasn't even cold at night. People talk about how it's like super cold at night. Um, but you, so you don't even need like a jumper or anything. Um, and it was just, it was, yeah, so easy. And I mean, we were really lucky because we got free tickets um, and we thought they were VIP tickets. So, but, but they don't have, they don't say what they are. We just had a pizza on it. And so we had this pizza on it and we knew they were VIP. So we went into like the VIP section and then you know the bit at like the front of the stage at Coachella especially where all the celebrities are and Mm. it's like this other cordoned off bit we were standing in VIP and I was looking at that bit and I was just like oh I wish we could go in there and then my boyfriend was like try the wristband like go and try it and I was like no I don't want to be um turned away that's so embarrassing because it lights up green or red like massively when you put your finger down (laughs) And then I was like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to. And then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to go and try. And so I walked around and, and I was like to the guy, this probably won't work, but I'm just going to try it. And I put it down and it went green. And I was like, woo! And that walked in. So we, we fully had um, artists, which doesn't take away from any of that other stuff because all that other stuff is just for like, I guess getting drinks is obviously easier in VIP, but it felt like half the festival had paid for VIP tickets. And then you... Yeah, so we had all the these artist passes, which got us to the front of the stage. So I got to see everyone from so close, which was fucking crazy. That is amazing. I actually did read on, I can't even remember where, some, somewhere someone wrapping up the event, they said it's like Coachella's a surprisingly well-oiled machine, like with what you were saying in terms of drinks lines and getting in and out. They basically said that the only nightmare of the whole weekend was – there was like a bottleneck getting out of Frank Ocean if you were trying to get the shuttles, I think. That yeah. took like three hours. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> that's the that was what we did when we went. So I did Coachella as like a mid twenties absolutely lit person with like twenty people. And that was yeah, we were getting the shuttles back to the hotels and you have to wait in line for the shuttle buses, which kind of makes sense anyway. Or if you're getting an Uber, I'm sure you, you kinda of have to wait in line like a like at the airport Mm -hmm. but yeah with Frank Ocean we left a couple of songs before he finished because we didn't want to wait for forever that's kind of what you have to sacrifice like even with Beyonce we left two songs before she finished Mm -hmm. worth it I think I feel like all concerts go on 20% too long anyway (laughs) it was really funny though because when I was experiencing it like that I barely drank any of the three days um just I don't even know why just kind of like you're just walking around you can't be bothered lining up for drinks whatever I took a weed gummy on Friday night which I should not have done because I was just like a fucking zombie 
um, so tired. We were like walking around in circles and missed um, Metro Burbank, who brought out literally every single person in the universe. And, um, but it was funny because I was just like, oh, I fully see why celebrities or whoever comes to Coachella, come to Coachella every year because it's so chill and easy to do. It's an hour and a half drive from LA. You just pull up, mm-hmm. you walk in, you see a couple of celeb- you see a couple of music acts, and then you go home. It does. It's I wasn't hungover or tired or anything on Monday. That's really nice. It's the difference, I guess, between just like driving up and flying yeah. <laughs> halfway around yeah. the world to go. Yes, exactly. Who were the highlights? I didn't realize how big. I knew it was a big. Um, a big lineup, but when I really like sat and looked down at everyone who was there, I was like, "Holy shit, this is like eight massive headliners." <laughs> yeah, um, it was. So we got in on Friday and we saw Gorillas, and they brought out De La Soul and did that song, mm-hmm. and that was that was really cool. And then Rosalia was literally insane, like crazy. It was crazy. It was just. It was like the coolest thing I've seen live in so long. And I loved her already. I listened to her music already and I thought she was stylish, thought she was cool, was like a little bit, had a little bit of a girl crush on her, follow what her and her fiance are up to, etc. But when she was on stage, I was like, I am in love with you. Like that feeling <laughs> of just like, holy fuck, this is crazy. She's like the most insane performer. If you can see her live, definitely, definitely do it. Okay. And the way what she did was, it was so sick because the visuals were like her on stage and then she had a cameraman on stage with her um, and filming her. And so she was looking into the camera the whole time really close up. So it just looked like this live music video. It was, it was like this full moving around the stage, never cutting music video of her doing so the performance cool. on stage. It was insane. And then at one point she got this handheld camera and was filming herself as she was singing yeah the visuals were just crazy her dancing is crazy her stage presence is crazy her songs are crazy (laughs) amazing yeah she's so charismatic um yeah jay paul was really cool too he'd never done a live show ever um and loves him yeah that was really cool to see i mean he looked super nervous but it was really cool to see and then um i miss charlie xx (laughs) How? I threw threw a literal tantrum. (laughs) Like, um, I was like, okay, please, can we put this into perspective? Like, I was like not speaking, silent, like so angry in the car. And he was like, and he was like, okay, let's put this into perspective. We're missing Charlie XCX, who you saw live already at Primavera, like less than a year ago. And we are missing her because we're driving from a Mark Jacobs party to the Revolve party um, to a festival that we're not paying to go to. And I was like, Ugh, fuck. Ugh, like. I'm still furious. Is that so? It was just timing wise just didn't work out. It was, it was just it was she was yeah. on early. She was on at like 530. And the whole thing during the day is the pre parties. And she was on on Saturday. And we had this Mark Jacobs pre party that we went to and then the revolve party which like at the time when we were in the car I was just like should we just sack this off and go to Charlie but then I just didn't want to be I was just like I don't know I've I've seen her before just whatever just sacrifice it because 
we've, I've never been to the Revolve Party. It's a new experience. We also were going with Zach, our friend who was DJing at it. So we like wanted to support him. But I was like just having a bit of a meltdown. But Revolve was cool to see. It was quite crazy. It's a like little so festival off- within the festival kind of thing. Yeah. So it's off site, but it's a, it's a festival. So they have a huge stage. They have all these, they can't announce who the performers are, but that day it was Pink Pantheress, like Ice Spice. Um, oh and then the next day it was 21 Savage, like quite crazy people. And wow. it's, they have like um, festival rides and it's basically influencer heaven. So I thought my boyfriend was going to hate it. I was like, you're literally going to hate it here. We should just ditch and just go to the festival. And then we got there and he was like, this is so fun because it was insane. It was crazy. It was like you, the people there, the people watching was just next level. It was just, it was just girls posing for photos all around us (laughs) (laughs) wearing the most insane stuff. And that's where the era one pop up was. And you could take anything for free. That's that's amazing. That is like hitting 30. My dream is just to get expensive supermarket goods for free. The cashew nut milk, the Elmhurst cashew nut <laughs> milk that I buy is $8 a pop. And I took so many, but I was too embarrassed to take any on Saturday because there was so many people around, like just celebrities fucking everywhere. And so I was like, I'm not taking any cashew nut milk. I'm not going to that air one pop up. And then on Sunday we went back and we went early and we took like seven totes. Yeah, just loaded up. That's the great thing about having a car because you don't have yeah. to carry it around all day. Yeah. I was like, I made, I made us do a car run and like, and this, and the girl at your one was just like, <laughs> we're, she was like, we're, she was like, we're at this point now where it's socially acceptable to fill as many bags as you want. I was like, okay, perfect. And just filled all these bags full of shit and then took it all to the boot of the car. That is, yeah, that's the best. Was there any good, I haven't really seen celebrity style and such. Was there a good, were people dressed well? Was there best dressed? Um, I haven't looked online, but really, but everyone, the kind of the Haley's and your Kindles and stuff were really dressed really low key, which I feel like they often do for festival style to just juxtapose that like crazy Coachella style. And that was kind of what I did mostly as well. I just wore like jeans and a tank top on Friday and then these little capris and like a different tank top on saturday i love a capri yeah and then this pretty is dress for sunday because sunday felt a bit more like chill there's still a lot of crop tops which i just can't yeah can't i don't know ha- like Haley. yeah Haley wore cropped up in jeans we saw her justin and Jaden at the we were walking from j paul backstage like through the little alleyway bit and they were walking it was literally us and them just walking past each other like this and Haley gave me a sour look and I was like you're a fucking bitch (laughs) (laughs) she just I was like oh and then Justin just looked confused do you think she has resting bitch face I think she's just scared that someone's I think she's just on edge that someone's gonna yell Jelena at her yeah I think she's just on edge (laughs) She, just, she like kind of just glanced at me like don't you dare do or say Didn't anything either like she thinks someone's <laughs> gonna ask Justin for a photo or she thinks someone hates her yeah that that would be a kind of the older I get the more I I just realize what a nightmare 
being famous would be. Yeah. Jo- John Hamm was like bopping away to Bad Bunny. Yeah, why was John ha- I mean, he John Hamm can do as he pleases. He can go wherever he wants. But was he there in like a sceney way or he was just like I just saw him at Bad Bunny and the crowd just kind of like dancing. Bad Bunny was fucking crazy cool too. Yeah, he's very charismatic as well, isn't he? Very sexy man. Okay, let's talk about Frank. Yeah, Frank. Frankie. I forgot about Frank. We can talk about more celebi stuff in the celebi sightings on the Patreon. Um, <laughs> yes. Just because there's stuff that I probably shouldn't say out loud. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, Frank's it. So... He came out an hour late. Is that unusual for Coachella? Like, is, are they yeah, pretty, very, it's pretty tight? Very unusual. But I think what was kind of the most alarming was we were really close. So we we arrived at Frank an hour before he was supposed to start. So mm-hmm. we waited for two hours. Um, and was it mayhem? Like, was it like every, every single to the person other people the you saw? Was, was it like that was the craziest one? Yeah. I think yeah. so, but again, we were like at that front bit, so we were we you couldn't really see behind us. But um, that bit was mayhem too, because my boyfriend was like, "It's fine, like we can just go late because for everyone else, we've been able to get a really good view from that bit." And I was like, "No, seriously, we need to go really early because even the fucking celebs are going to be lining up for this." And so mm-hmm. we got early, and then, um, but what we could see from the stage, which people behind wouldn't have been able to see. And I was thinking about how, how confusing the whole thing would have been for them is that the visuals were off completely. So, but on the stage, there was like 40 men working really fast, like past mm. the time he was supposed to go on. And I was just looking at the stage being like, this looks really bad. Like nothing was set up. It looked like chaos, but anyone behind would have been like, what the fuck is happening? Cause we, they were told nothing. And yeah, at one point we were literally like, I don't know if this is even going to happen because he pulled the, they were supposed to live stream it and then it got announced like right before he started that they were pulling the live stream. And so we were just like, God, what if he doesn't come out because he's like known for cancelling shit. He hasn't performed live since 2016. If if this isn't perfectly right, he won't want to do it. Um, So it was kind of just like, the fuck is going on and then he came out and then wait what do people think how like what happened what was explained afterwards nothing was explained officially but what people are saying like people with sources or whatever are saying basically when he came out before he came out there was like 20 people walking around in circles on the stage wearing like a uniform and it was so confusing and at this point like the entire crowd is just like we just felt like we're being trolled i was like are we literally just gonna Mm. watch these men walk around in circles and then on twitter someone said that those people were actually professional ice skaters who had been practicing for weeks because frank's set was supposed (laughs) to be an ice rink and then he decided at the last minute to change the set like on the day and someone else said it was because he hurt his ankle I don't know. There's all these rumors. And then so <laughs> He's Coachella such a, was like, tortured artist. He just like, yeah. plays to type so hard. So Coachella was apparently um, melting the ice and <laughs> then reconstructing a new stage that he decided on that day. So it was mayhem. And I mean, we were watching them. I, I was like, how the fuck is this not ready? So I that need kind of checks Netflix out. Netflix documentary on this now. I'm Plus, desperate to know. 
how many people behind the scenes who would have like meticulously been planning this because he was announced as the headliner the the covid year right Mm -hmm. and so this has been like pushed back and back and back and back Mm -hmm. so like the amount of manpower whenever this shit happens i just i'm like think of the interns like just think of the junior people that have been involved in a bazillion meetings a bazillion like organizational logistical things so this whole thing goes off without a hitch and then on the day he's like melt the ice rink yes <laughs> just like getting out with <laughs> hammers and shit people on this <laughs> and it and it does check out because the the men walking in circles on the stage like the whole thing that felt is fucking really hilarious they were meant to be really... ice skaters so they were like if they're here they may as well just walk around in circles if they can't skate yeah it felt so <laughs> confused and then he came out and basically which i also think is just quite i mean th- yeah i have different opinions about the whole thing in terms of like what Frank Ocean owes us and what he doesn't. But I do think that so many people bought tickets for Coachella specifically to see him. So many super fans. He never performs live. Like there was this kind of feeling that he was going to debut new music. He was going to announce a new album. It was this huge moment. And then one thing that I think is quite shit is he basically put down these speakers sort of in front of the stage and then he sat behind them. So you couldn't, I couldn't see him. And I was maybe like, there was maybe six rows of people in front of me to the stage. And I couldn't see mm-hmm. Frank Ocean at all. And I was just like, that's mm-hmm. fine for someone like me and or, or us who, who whatever, are lucky enough to have like gotten into this close up bit pretty easily. But for the people, for the diehard fans who have been lining up for hours just to be front row, just to see that guy and they can't even see him. It's like, you may as well be, at the back yep. that just felt a bit shit and then um he came out and he seemed grumpy <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, the the way the screens ended up being was kind of similar to rosalia's thing where it was filming as if it was like a bts documentary or something so it would film um the behind the scenes technical shit but then it would also show him um starting songs and then stopping a song and like basically kind of yelling at someone <laughs> on the big screen <laughs> but then when he spoke he's when he spoke it to the crowd amazing. it was so it was so it's like literally a piece of performance art it like, was so confusing and yeah. then he spoke to the crowd and he seemed fine but he seemed also he talked about how his brother his brother died aged 18 in a car accident yeah. in 2020 which i didn't so know about and up. he it felt like he performed he said that him and his brother used to always go to Coachella together and it felt like he was performing for him and it felt really kind of it felt as though two two things were going on one he's grieving and he's doing dedicating that performance to his brother and two he's evolved so much as an artist and is kind of came out to perform in this way to show what he's been listening to what he's been into and be really authentic about it, which I loved. So at one point he he stopped singing any songs. He'd done like three and or four. And Novocaine was the first one, which is like his first ever song, I think. And then one I'd never heard of, and then one off Blonded, and then another one I'd never heard of. And then he went off stage and got a DJ to start DJing 
loudly like crazy dance music like really really good set her name's crystal mess and she's a mars friend and he was like what because <laughs> she came on the, <laughs> it was literally like frank ocean it's disappeared like, what's happen next <laughs> frank ocean disappeared and then she was on the screens djing and he was like that's my friend like my very good friend and then he was texting her after and she was like i didn't know i was being filmed so she didn't know she was being filmed to coachella <laughs> like it's so crazy and then Frank comes back and he's like dancing around and they have like the security guard twerking. And at one point, like I was like, this is fun. This is cool. But at the same time, we've waited like hours to watch Frank Ocean perform. And, and it's getting later by the minute, you know, his set is short and we're watching 10 minutes of like a DJ set. And then he came out and he goes, this is chaotic, but I love it. And I was like, what? What? I think like, to psychoanalyze it, I actually have been meaning to like talk to you about this because I find it so interesting. I've been thinking about it lately, like how musicians, like when I saw Red Hot Chili Peppers in Australia, just like they're replaying these songs that they literally wrote like 35 years ago I over know. and over again every night for years and they're meant to show the same energy. And it's like how we're embarrassed by shit we wrote a couple of years. Like, they probably don't even like the music that they are most famous for. But your whole, like, livelihood or such a huge part of your job is, like, going out and having to enthusiastically look like you still love it. And I think that would be really, really hard. And I think that it's a pretty obvious answer, which is like, if he really doesn't want to do that, he should just never tour. And that can just be his thing. Like you're better off not doing it than doing it and making it look like you hate every minute. of it. Yeah. I think, I think that I really respect artists. I mean, I respect artists who do both because yeah, you're, you're catering to what your fans want, which is, which is nice, even though it's kind of probably quite soul destroying, but I also love artists like Bjork. Who's just like, I'm not doing that. Like Bjork just plays her new shit every time. She won't play old songs. She's, she reinvents herself every single time. And she's like, that's it. If you want to come, you're seeing this. And mm-hmm. I think that's also really great because it's like, obviously you're going to evolve, but it must just be so hard. Cause it's like, you know, that on the one end, this is a surefire hit. Like even when you're making new music and evolving and yeah. changing as an artist is a risk and people you're going to alienate some fans who don't want that but at the same time you're an artist and you want to explore your creativity and I loved that I loved that he was he was speaking about what he's been doing over the past few years how much he's gotten into like this club music that's why he got her to DJ it was really cool seeing an insight into his mind um and and when he was singing it was I was like I can't believe I'm seeing Frank Ocean singing Mm. It was beautiful and he sounded incredible. Um, so I don't know. I think I think him being late and you know, just a few a few like dunno, the short and set and just the like a few things just were kind of disappointing. But overall I like liked it. <laughs> Yeah, it also adds to the mythology, I think, which I don't think he's doing that in, like, a cynical way. But when all this stuff was coming out and I was reading about it, I was like, it just feels very him in this, like, authentic (laughs) kind of way. And it's, like, iconic in its own way in the sense of how all over the show it was. 
like it's nice that it's nicer almost that that is what the set was than him coming out doing this like perfectly manicured greatest hits everything to you know like that would somehow feel like less yeah of an amazing comeback performance or something I, I wonder what was going through his head I wonder if he just had like a bit of a meltdown on that morning and was just like I don't want to do this or if he was just like no I fully think that I I think that guy was at one point not considering coming out onto that stage yeah. but he felt when he was speaking and performing and stuff he didn't feel grumpy to us but then you would see bits where he would start and stop songs and literally be like yelling at tech people or like speaking mm. sternly at tech people. And, and you're like, are we supposed to be seeing this on a big screen? It was so confusing because I think the whole thing was just not rehearsed at all. Um, and I was like, I feel so bad. The people standing behind us are his drummer, Eric's friends from Chicago. And so they had flown flown in to see Eric perform with Frank Ocean, and he, like their friend was on the main stage, on the main screen. I was like, "This is so crazy," but I felt so bad for him because you would just be like, "How do I get through this? This is chaos." <laughs> what does Eric know? We need to get him on the pod. But he was like pulling bunny ears and shit on stage at one point. Like he was oh like being God. really silly and cute. Um, what was the best songs? I just love, like, I love Novocaine. I mean, it takes me, takes me back um, (laughs) to being at uni in Wellington. And like the first time I'd obviously ever heard of Frank Ocean was like Novocaine and Swim Good. And that was incredible. He didn't really play anything else. He didn't really play anything at all off Channel Orange. Right. He played White Noise, which was great. Um, Yeah. He also played a bunch of covers. I don't know. I was like, for someone who has an hour-long set that had to be cut short, so he played yeah. till twelve twenty, and they and then they told him he had to get off stage. Um, is that just like a legal? Yeah, it's like thing? a legal thing. It was he was supposed to finish at midnight, but he continued playing till twelve twenty because <laughs> he was so late. And so I'm just like, for someone who's going to put a DJ on for ten minutes and then do like a, an Aretha Franklin cover and like an Eiley <laughs> Brothers cover, like just. <laughs> I was just like, this is mental. Wow. So we were waiting for Frank and we'd kind of moved into this bit where you couldn't walk forward anymore. And um, then these people behind me, like we're trying, we're kind of coming through the crowd. And then I turned and I thought he was going to walk past me. And then he, he must've just realized that it was like a good spot to stop. And it was just Timothy Chalamet. And I was like, oh and he was so close because he was literally here. He was so, he was behind me and my boyfriend was beside me. So I couldn't even say that's Timothy Chalamet because <laughs> he would, he would hear. So then I just was like, yeah. oh, and then just turned to the front of the stage. And then I like mouthed it to my boyfriend. My boyfriend was like, I don't even know who that is. And I was like, oh, and he, and I was like, I'm so annoyed that I'm beside like him and not anyone else at this time because it was just it was just so funny no, he just has no context of of that being especially just kind of funny at the moment because of all the Kylie Jenner shit in the press do you think that's true um you have a good radar for this stuff like it's too ra- like it is too random that it has to be true I just think it is but I don't get it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah because I thought it, I, I was just like surely this is Sometimes I'm so cynical about it that I'm like, 
I feel like Christian as people contact his people and are like, we'll give you $1 million to just not deny this story. You don't have to do anything else. And we'll just feed it out. a great theory. And we'll just like feed it out to the world. You just don't deny it. And that's all you have to do. But But then now they've been fully spotted together and shit well not together but her car's been spotted outside his house which again could be a plant <laughs> plant by chris it gets towed over in the morning yeah. um i think the thing about people like timothy chalamet is like a little leo dicaprio that we all think is not a little leo you know what i mean like he's very much like the modern era's leo mm. and we like to think he's like kind of like Harry Styles alternative and a soy boy and like interesting and artistic. And it's like, he just wants to boss a hottie, you know? (laughs) Yes. He's just at his core, just like a, a horny man. So in that, in that sense, it tracks. It's really funny how we think because he was like in an indie film that he's evolved. (laughs) That was what was quite funny about it. I, I was like acting like that afterwards because he was so close. He was with four of his guy mates. But he was here for an hour before Frank Ocean started playing. So I could hear everything they were talking about, their whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Like at one point we were kind of like all conversing together because Frank Ocean was so late. So everyone in the crowd was kind of just talking amongst themselves. So I was like talking to him about like nothing, but just about whatever, whether Frank Ocean would come on and stuff. Um, and he was just saying like the most basic, it's like when Harry Styles is like a movie is a movie. He was saying yeah. the most bait. He was just like, I ate too much pizza. Like, and then at one point he was telling some fan story and was like chanting his own last name. My boyfriend was like, that guy is such a fucking loser. And I was like, oh, Jare, Jare me. Um, yeah, little Jare King. Does he look handsome? Like, could, if, you could divorce, if you could divorce the cultural context and like the sexy red carpet outfits, do you think if you just saw him, he would like turn your head? Or do you think it's all about the the mistake i think he's a handsome guy he's just so little looking not short just like he's such a small face yeah 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 and he was just chain smoking i was trying to see when he was texting i was trying to like look to see if he was texting kylie but i couldn't see um but yeah that was that was funny it was also just so funny because i was like of course timothy chalamet is like biting his lip listening to Frank Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is such a like fever dream. I feel I feel like I was there. When Frank Ocean was on, um, we were rubbing shoulders with his like Celine bomber jacket and he was filming and I was filming. And then I like looked at his face and he was biting his lip. And I was like, this is so jokes. That's kinda hot. <laughs> yeah. Um but everyone in the crowd was pretty chill about it. Like Everyone kind of clocked him, and then, but no one um, annoyed him. Bothered At him. that spot, I saw I saw on TikTok heaps of people filming him in other locations, but we we all kept our cool. I mean, apart from one girl in front who like pretended she was filming her and her friend, and then started filming him, and then both me and him, because both me and him were in the background of her fucking video, <laughs> and so she, and then he clocked it and like put his mask back up. But he kept taking off really annoying. smoking so much. We needed we need to like create a we need to make it like really culturally in weird to film other people. Like yeah. I, I really hate that. I really hate that culture. I think I think it's it, it's like invasive and also just like lame and exactly. bad. 
and rude and yeah. awful. Yeah. Um, wowza. Anything Anything else to report? Did you see Blackpink? <laughs> yes, they were great. They were crazy. It was just such, it was such an insane production. Their performances, I can't believe it. Like the their dancing, the choreography, it felt like watching the X Factor, but in the most crazy of ways. <laughs> like it was just like, it's, they're just an old school pop. They're like a pop group. It was just, it was fucking yes. crazy. They've kind of taken that, like the, the model of like Hollywood music in there. 90s and like recreated that in korea like it's that really like that you just don't get anymore in yeah the west like pop sensations like the fucking uh music videos and stuff yeah that'd be so cool they're so cool though as well because they all come out and do solo performances as well because they all have their own solo songs and i'm obsessed with lisa's song money and how she yeah lisa's kind of the coolest one right I don't know. Everyone's obsessed with different ones. So like Rosé, I thought her name was Rose, but she pronounced it Rosé on the thing. Everyone's obsessed with her. Everyone's obsessed with Jeanne, but I don't ever hear about the other one. <laughs> I don't even know her name. <laughs> the fourth one. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa Rosé is Jenny, right? Yeah, Jenny. Sorry. I was calling it Jeanne. I think it's spelled funny. Jenny and someone no. else. Who's the last one? <laughs> I think she was at oh, G- Yuzu. Yuzu. Oh, yeah. She's, I think she was the last to go solo. So at Fashion Week and she was causing like a stampede. I feel like we should go over yeah. to Patreon. We could continue talking about out- silly outfits for a bit. I also have a Leo story. Ec- what a teaser. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, bye. Bye. Love you guys. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.